Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Hour number two of the Blitz here, a rare Saturday version of the Steelers Blitz on SNR. Wesley Euler, Arthur Motes, you on the tweets if you want to get involved. We've gotten a few, a few of you who were on your way to camp and are turning around. Uh, CR, who, of course, was out there for three days, and two of those practices ended up getting canceled. But you know what, though, Motsi? What's that? CR sounds like he's making the most of it. Oh, what do you He know? also said in his tweet to us that he's just going to go out to Canton. I like that. He's going to travel over to Canton because going on right now is the enshrinement of the 2022 Pro Football Hall of Fame class. Like, that's CR doing, well, you know, they, they taking, say, taking lemons and making lemonade. That's what they say you're supposed to do, right? When, when life gives you some of that, yeah. I like that, and it's not too far of a drive either, right? It's what hour and a half, two hours. Today? Well, from right no, from here, no, he's going from Latrobe. Yeah, Never mind. So, so from here, it's like a little less than two hours. Yeah. So from Latrobe, it's probably right around three. three right yeah. around three, which isn't bad. And, and hey, again, you know, I guess there are worse Plan Bs for a day than going to Canton in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. I would agree. Maybe for CR, it was more like Plan C or D, because Plan A was probably Steelers practice and some wings with Arthur Motes. Yeah, Plan but, B but was probably plan, Steelers practice. Sometimes plan, plan B can still be a great outcome. So we're just going to leave it like that, you know? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, be first to tell. And you know what? That got me to thinking, Motsi. You and I, we've been locked in ever since, what was it, the 26th of July when training camp began. Um, the last two weeks here or so, we haven't really done a ton of around the league stuff very much at all. Um I think we had some conversations around, like, oh, Debo Samuel got his deal, Terry McLaurin got his deal. What's that mean for Deontay Johnson? But we haven't, we, we've been very Steelers driven here for the last two weeks, as you can understand with the opening of training camp. But with uh, no practice yesterday and nothing to really discuss from there, and today it's not like we're on campus and seeing all the ongoings and getting you ready for practice. We thought we'd spend a few minutes here since, you know, CR's on his way to Canton. It is the uh, Hall of Fame class of 2022 being enshrined right now as we speak to do a little Hall of Fame discussion. Uh, The class of 2022, six players, one coach, one contributor getting in as we speak right now. Uh, Offensive tackle Tony Baselli, wide receiver Cliff Branch, safety Leroy Butler, linebacker Sam Mills, defensive lineman Richard Seymour, and Brian Young. Uh, Bryant Young, pardon me. That's the group of players. Dick Vermeil as the coach. Art McNally, who is a former official and supervi- supervisor of officials, joins as the contributor. There's some 
some names in there, right? Dick Vermeil certainly is well-known. Tony Baselli, well-known and respected. Richard Seymour, of course, a guy uh, that Steelers fans um, remember from his time with the, with the New England Patriots, of course. But that's your 2022 Hall of Fame enshrinement class. It's going on right now uh, on the NFL Network and ESPN, both, I Giving believe. Giving all the cool speeches and stuff. If you want to see it, of course, we have the Hall of Fame game. Speaking of weather delays, Hall of Fame game on mm-hmm. Thursday night was was delayed uh, almost an hour there. But yeah, a lot going on that there. That actually worked out for me, too. Remember I told you Did I was going to watch the whole game? I had to travel that day, though. And so it worked I, out for it you. It worked out. By the time I landed and stuff, I was like, okay, here sometimes, we go. Sometimes Boom. weather delays are all right. Absolutely. But what I thought might be more fun, Arthur Motes, than just, oh, you know, we could sit there and we could talk about those players and the mm-hmm. Dick Vermeil and, and all that. What I thought might be more fun here for, you know, just for the next few minutes or so, predicting who we think will get into next year's mm-hmm. Hall of Fame class, 2023. And I was looking at this before we went on air. And let me tell you, cousin, mm-hmm. 2023 has the potential to be a loaded class. No disrespect to this 2022 group. But this 2023 class, I mean, there are some locks here, some absolute stone-cold locks, some guys who were the best of their position for a long time um, all over the place here, different positions, different styles, different eras. Um, so let's go Let's go through this, okay? 2023, class of 2023, again, and we'll find this out in the next few months, I believe, right? Or will it be? It'll be more into the season, yeah. won't it? It'll be more into the season. Mm-hmm. Um, here's some some people that I think... No, we'll find that out, man. Um Hall of Honor. I mean, not Hall of Honor. Uh, NFL Awards. NFL Awards. Yeah. That's right. Which, NFL Honors. That's what they NFL call it. NFL Honors, which is the week before the Super Bowl. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. so we won't find this out, actually, for for a, for a little while now. Your uh, potential locks, though, here, right, Motsi? I think that there's two clear locks. Honestly, I could argue like five or six of these guys being locks. All I think right, they'll eventually right. get in. But for first ballot, guys, mm-hmm. all right? You're going to be surprised where I'm going to go here, all right? I'm just listening. But I, I might be a hater, but real recognize real. Mm-hmm. Uh, from the University of Pittsburgh, Darrell Rivas. Okay. Uh, to me, I mean, to be as dominant as he was in this passing era of the NFL, to be Rivas Island, to I think be legitimately the unquestioned best at his position for four, five, six years, um, Super Bowl champion as well too. I mean he he's got he, he's got a, a very very good resume. Um, and like I said, when you're that elite at a position for that long, to me it it kind of feels like you know you're certainly a lock. And I think Revis uh, is a first ballot guy as well too. The other one that I think is it should be certainly a first ballot lock. This kind of pains me to say as well too, because mm-hmm. he doesn't like the Steelers. And he played for that team in Cleveland, but Joe Thomas. I mean, for, for for ten consecutive seasons, you know, he was thought of as, if not the best left tackle in football, one of two or three, six time first team all pro in ten years. Uh played over ten thousand consecutive snaps, which they didn't keep track of all this stuff, you know, back in the day. But a lot of people believe that that's the longest streak in NFL history to do that at that position. Um is pretty impressive. Now, he obviously doesn't have any of the team accolades. In fact, I don't think he ever even played in a playoff game, if I'm correct. Um, but when I look at Revis and Joe Thomas, how they were for such a, a period, like the unquestioned best or at least one of, of two at their position, I feel like those two guys are, 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 are locks to be first ballot. Do you agree or do you disagree? Nah, don't stop there because you said it's like three dudes it's up true. here. I'm listening okay, to so this you third guy listen to all the yeah. Do you want me to run through them or do you want yeah, me to continue I, to go I, I one by you, one? I want to hear who you said. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to get to. You, okay. you started with the easy names. Okay. Yeah, I'm, now let's talk. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Torrey Holt, 
pretty darn good. So we're not talking first ballot anymore. Well, hold on, hold on. I'm gonna run you through you the list. You just confused me. You was, I thought you were starting with the first ballot locks. Well, no, those are the two. Those are the two that I thought are are absolute stone cold locks. Okay. Yeah. Tory Holt. Now, to be fair, right? <laughs> you told me this was locks. No, 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 no. Is Tory Holt one of the locks, or is he just yes, a guy? Yes, but not first because he wouldn't be first bat. This is not Correct. his first. Yeah. Correct. But he's yeah. a lock. They're gonna have this one for you. He to me is there's there's a couple guys here that I think okay. I do think though not in the same breath as Reva. I should explain that. Yeah, that's what I was like, man. Not I think Revis and Joe yeah. Thomas to me are stone cold locks, and they'd be first ballot guys. Okay. This is who I think will round out the class. That's okay. the way I should have put it there. You're right. That was confusing. That was bad. That was bad hosting hey man, by I me. I was over here trying to follow. I'm like, bro, this ain't adding up, man. Tory Holt, Demarcus Ware, Andre Johnson. Okay. Okay. Demarcus should have got in last year. I agree. Yeah, I, I, mm-hmm. I agree. Now, here's I think should get in, but you never know. They might have to wait uh, another year or so or whatever. Our boy Patrick Willis. Okay. Devin Hester. Mm-hmm. Steve Smith Sr. Okay. That, I think, is about it. The only other person I would throw in this conversation, Arthur Motes, is CJ2K. Chris Johnson. But I don't, I, I don't, know, I, I don't know if I'm voting him. He, he, to me, is in the hall of really good. I don't know. We can have that conversation separately. But does that feel safe to you that uh, agree or disagree? Joe Thomas Rivas certainly getting in. Then I think DeMarcus Ware, Torrey Holt, Andre Johnson likely to get in. Willis, so Hester, it sounds like you Steve only Smith had Senior. two locks. Is what it I got sounds two locks. like. I got two and locks. You, and you just woofed it. But that's the, a, at the beginning of it. But th- like, look at no, those names. No, that's no, a really no, good class. No, I got two man, locks. No. Got... <laughs> all right, I got three locks. I want to say you was all gas. I put like, Demarcus Ware. Man, in there I got too. these two right here, man. I'm trying to tell you, man. We got three. Man, that be Joe Thomas are pretty good. Man. No, no. You named two. Everybody knows those two though. That's like saying, hey, man. We got Troy Palomalu and Eric Reed. Oh, I think I got two locks in this class. Like, bro, we know these two guys. We know this. To me, those are the only two locks. Um, DeMarcus Ware, you never know how they handle those guys. Um, Based on the criteria, why wouldn't he have gotten in last year? He has the magic number of over 100 career sacks. He has the personal accolades, multiple-time All-Pro, multiple-time Pro Bowler, Super Bowl champ. Has every single thing you're looking for. But... We just never know how these things go, man. You talk about a guy like Alan Fanica. Think about how long it took him to get in. Mm-hmm. And he was plenty of people to say he was a lock. Yep. You know, and that's part of the reason why, even when we talk about guys like Joe Thomas, and we're like, yo, he for a fact should be a lock first ballot Hall of Famer. You just never know in the sense of are they gonna hit him with well, he didn't have any postseason games or stuff like that. Like, you know, they always you get that one person or multiple people. And that's how you get guys like Alan Fanick, guys like, uh, who is it, Tony Baselli, guys, mm-hmm. you know, that we can just keep going on. Steve Hutchison. We're just like, man, these dudes were awesome at their position. Yeah. Legends at their position. At times, the best guy at their position for multiple years for a stretch, on end. Yeah. And it's like, man, well, how do these voters not get this right? That's my only concern with Joe. I think Revis, he's going to be fine because he played a sexy position. He has the personal accolades as long and, and to go with the postseason accolades, mm-hmm. right? Got that Super Bowl ring. Him, him hopping on with New England was key. That was major for him. That solidified his legacy. There's nothing else you can say he hasn't done because he has everything. So I feel like with Revis, he's a surefire lock. Yeah, to he's, me, I think, stone cold. 
to me, Joe Thomas should be a stone cold lock as well. I think um, from personal experience, the best offensive lineman I've played against. Yeah. You talk about the smarts, the toughness, the technician, the longevity, the availability. You're not going to find a better offensive lineman. He brings all that to the table. And not to mention, I love how just casual it was when he went drafting the first round. He's like, bro, I'm not showing up. I'm out here with my pops. We fishing. Yep. <laughs> like, bro, that's so hard to me, and I don't even know why. I'm just like, yo, God. Because dang. if you would have, if you would have been there, if you would have been invited as a first round what? pick, you would have been there showing man, out. We right? we'd be there on our Sundays, but you would have thought it was Easter way. We would have pulled up dressed in that thing, man. And Joe Thomas is out there with his Joe Columbia said, fishing gear fishing. on. Just like, uh, I'm going fishing. What? Not to mention how dope you got to be to go fishing and still have a camera crew out there with you to document right. hardest flex. Right. People don't even talk about that flex. I'm like, that's a major flex, bro. Just throwing it out there. Third pick overall. Yeah. I'm out on a lake up yeah. here in Wisconsin. Yeah, don't worry about me, guys. And I'm going to be a beast when I get there. Like, So, yeah, Joe should definitely be one of those guys. But then when you start talking about some of those other names, Andre Johnson. Mm-hmm. Andre Johnson? Like, we know who he – like, we're getting to our era. Yes, we are. Like, the the previous couple of classes, depending on how old you are, you probably didn't see those guys through and through. Yeah, we, I was not. I was not watching a lot of Tony Baselli games. You you remember Andre Johnson? Hundred percent. You remember Demarcus Ware? Hundred percent. You remember Sir Chris John, CJ Two K? We we were alive for the Two K. Kevin season. Hester. Come on, man! One of the most feared return man to me. I'm pissed off about this part too, man. As players and as coaches, we all know the importance of special teams. As players, as coaches, we all know the significance of three phases of football, and that's why we laugh at people's faces, fans, media, mm-hmm. when they try to downplay the significance of special teams in all three phases. They say it doesn't matter, then you get beat because of a block punt or a guy ran back and kick. Oh, special teams doesn't matter. So why are you upset then if it didn't matter? People complain, oh, man, f- special teams, it sucks, sucks, sucks. Got his 50-yard field goal, you win the game. Now you're talking about how great it is. Got missing field goal, you're talking about how terrible it is. But it matters. But when we're talking about the Hall of Fame, those guys, not named kickers in particular, don't seem to get the respect that they deserve. And that's the part that Special I really, teams, I really have an issue with. Guys yeah, like pro, Steve Tasker. Yeah, Pro like, Football Hall of Fame has not been kind to, to, to specialists. How, like the, fact, yeah. the fact that that hasn't happened is just like, yo, this makes zero sense. Is it what one or two punters? Yeah. I think seriously, in the Hall like, of Fame. That's the snip. That's and where we're at right kickers, now. Couple kickers. That's about it. I'll be waiting to see how things play out with Sebastian Janikowski, uh, Sebastian mm-hmm. Janikowski, and obviously Adam Vinatieri. He's like, gonna he's gonna get in for sure. I think we say that, but and how many right. times have we said that? It's true. But he's he got the most points of anybody in NFL history. Like all I'm saying <laughs> is, you're right. how many times they can make him wait? They can make him wait. A they few made years. Terrell Owens wait, and we're sitting here like, bro, who had better numbers than Terrell Owens at that time? For him to not be a first ballot Hall of Famer. And it was solely because they didn't like him. Like, that's when we first started asking ourselves, all right, is football, is the Pro Football Hall of Fame about to start turning into the MOB where writers where Barry Bonds and, and, isn't going to be yeah, in? Yeah, all because you got a personal grudge and all these different things, et cetera. So. The Baseball Hall of Fame, most home runs all time, Barry uh-huh. Bonds, not, not in. in. Most hits all time, Pete Rose, not in. Yep. Most Cy Young trophies all yep. time, Roger Clemens, not in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't want the Pro Football Hall of Fame to, to, to be that. I Devin Hester agree, is the man. greatest return man of all time. No question. I mean, like we thought Dante Hall was special Dante Hall. until sure, sure. Devin Hester stepped on the scene, <laughs> and we were like, "Bro, no one cares about Dante anymore." You could throw that little X away. The human joystick. Yeah, yeah. We don't even care about that. We 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 got this over here. He's doing it like this is crazy. Yeah. 
So to me, it's no reason why he isn't in. To me, he should be a lock. When we're talking about this class, I'm like, why shouldn't it be Andre Johnson, Devin Hester, um, Joe Thomas, Darrell Revis, and then throw DeMarcus Ware in there? Yeah, or to Patrick me, Willis, one of those two. Pat Willis, another dude I love, man. Yeah. He was one of my favorite linebackers right behind Ray Lewis. I've said this before on the show. Absolutely. I, you know, I, I think – like my my two favorite non-stealers ever. Mm-hmm. It's probably Patrick Willis 1A and Ed Reed 1B. Yeah. Like yeah, I mean I I know he played for 8 years but for 6 of those he was the best in his position. <laughs> and that's the other part. It's like, well, how long does he have to play? Like we don't have a set in stone I mean, Joe criteria. Joe Thomas played on for that. 10 years. We don't have a set in stone criteria on that. We've already talked about that. We talked about even how Terrell Davis and his Yeah, that's situation. a great example. So when we're talking about Patrick Willis having eight seasons, yeah, Terrell Davis is in there and he don't got eight like how Pat Willis had eight. Now, he got two crazy back-to-backs, but he don't have like how Pat Willis did. But once again, it's just like, where is the rhyme? Where is the reason with this thing? But when you talk about voters and guys having to represent certain players, how do they sell it? How do they communicate it? I've had the chance to kind of hear some of these before. And if mm-hmm. and if your presenter isn't a good presenter, that does hurt you. Oh, it absolutely does. It does hurt you, man. That's that's certainly part of what hurt T.O. Yeah, 100%, man. Because who was going up there and pounding the table of, yeah, this guy's guy. one of the best three or four wide receivers yep. ever to play the game. He's got to be in. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think anyone from San Francisco or Philly or Dallas was doing that because yeah. all those guys held grudges against him. And that is, yep. that's some of the inherent flaw. You know, I think you and I have, have discussed that in the past before. Um, like, so... Ed Bouchette was that guy for a long time for the Steelers, mm-hmm. right? There's a representative from every team. They sit in a room, and they yeah. vote on this thing. Dale Lolly has gotten to do it a few times now. Our, Dale, our, our and colleague. Dale got a um, – Fanica. Fanica, and like, yeah. I, I can't – and you know this. We both love Dale. I grew up reading Dale. Dale's been covering the Steelers. I think Dale is very knowledgeable when it comes to football. Mm-hmm. But I think maybe even – you know what? I'm going to have to ask him this sometime. Like, a, a Dale Lolly, not him specifically, but her Ed Bouchette – they shouldn't have to stand in the front of a room and and, and, and state a case yeah. for Alan Fanica to get in. Like, it's pretty obvious that this guy should be there. Mm-hmm. I don't mean that. You get what I'm saying. I don't mean no, that. It's yeah. like, like someone should not have to stand there and make the case for Troy Polamalu to be agree. a first ballot Hall of Famer. I would agree, man. So, but that is that is the way that it is. I will say, though. I like it better than what, what baseball has going on. One hundred percent better than that system. So we'll give him that. Andre Johnson, he has to get in, right? He was another one who he has to get in. I I think so. You know, but the log jam. It's like, how do you throw in Andre Johnson right now when Torrey Holt still is out? Right, and I'm sure there would be some people that would argue if Andre Johnson's in there, Steve Smith Senior's got to be in. Yeah, there, you know, it is. It's it's, it's def- part of what it's, makes it fun. It's though, definitely going to be people that argue that. Yeah, yeah. Whew. It's going to be people that argue Reggie with, Wayne's eligible this. Think about this. this year Demarcus, we're well, getting in. It's going to be people that are going to argue that Debo should have opportunity solely based on. Well, hey, man, he don't have a deep – he don't have these individual things. Like, he has the more sack numbers, but Debo had to drop into coverage more. Debo got the greatest player. This is like you can see how certain players getting in are going to open certain doors for other players, man. It is. It is. It's – uh, I don't know if saying uh, – there's there's politics in it. That's 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 the right way to put it. Not like, you know, red versus blue politics. Yeah. But the, but bro, the general But, bro, how is Patrick term. Willis not in this thing, man? Uh, First team all pro five of eight listen, seasons. You bro. and I have been accused of being like apologists and things like that for certain players. I, I think you can both accuse or accuse us of being fans of Patrick Willis. Like, dude, what? This is dude, I should study. I told you this, man. My first couple years in Buffalo, I watched all of his tape, man. Run play, pass play. 
when I was in college, I know I've shared this on this. Uh, one of my, my best. My man had a cast on his hand as a rookie and had 20 tackles in a game, bro. Think about that. What a cast on as a rookie in the NFL. Are you serious? <laughs> he dominated the SEC at all. Go back and watch his college tape. Bro, he was a monster. It's like him up against. He he's at, he's every monster. week he's playing these these guys from LSU and Georgia and Alabama and like all these guys that are going to go in the you know, that are first round draft picks and Florida, you know, at the time where they had Tebow and, mm-hmm. and Percy Harvin and all those guys. He out and there smashing. He is just people. out there dominating the middle he of the field for a whole minute. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I had one of my best friends from college. His name's Tony, and he was from San Francisco. And him and I, man, we we watched a lot of Niners games because he obviously loved the Niners, and I love Patrick Willis. And yeah, it's this this twenty twenty three class could be a loaded one because there are certainly a lot of deserving candidates uh, that are still out there and that will be on the ballot for the first time. Wesley Euler, Arthur Motes, it's the Steelers Blitz here on SNR. You got anything to say about the Hall of Fame classes? You know where to get at us on Twitter, at Wesley Euler is where we will take your tweets. You're listening to the Steelers Blitz on a rare Saturday show here on SNR. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Back on the Blitz. Here on a Saturday where practice has been moved to the south side. The Steelers will practice indoors at the UPMC Rooney Sports Complex about a half an hour from now. So Dale Lally and Matt Williamson, they will still be coming up after us with the drive as planned. Uh, but they will not have the same, uh, what do we call it, um, picture painting ability <laughs> as they had high atop uh, the bleachers at Chuck Knoll Field. Correct. But still, you know to expect great stuff from those gentlemen as always, those two mozi. I mean, you know, I don't want to give them too many compliments now. All right. Yeah. I mean, their head's going to get pretty big, man. They, they are, are already big time. Three-hour show during training camp, and they get the best seat in the house. Yeah, they know they're rock stars. They're they're like a football encyclopedia. Those two, they no, really they are. Low key are. Listening <laughs> listening to their show because again, I mean, Dale has been covering the Steelers literally as long as I've been alive. 30, 31 years, I believe. It's like the same amount of time that he's been covering the Steelers that I've been alive. Williamson, you know, worked in scouting uh, collegiately for for Pitt and Akron in the NFL for the Browns. He worked for ESPN for a decade. So Williamson, he obviously knows the Steelers very very well, but he's got such a global perspective of of the NFL, too, as Mike Tomlin would say. Those guys, it's like football encyclopedia listening to those two. So they'll still have great stuff for you coming up here at 2 o'clock. Things changed today, obviously. No St. Vincent open practice uh, but our coverage still remains here because nobody covers the Steelers training camp like we do here on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. No practice yesterday. That means uh, the practice that starts here about a half an hour from now will be the first practice for the Steelers since Thursday. Um, and on Thursday's practice, of course, we had the much-anticipated return of Deontay Johnson in full gear. And uh, Motsi, I, I got to say, you know, we talked about this a little bit, I think you saw some of that Deontay Johnson effect take place on Thursday. Uh, I'm not going to say it was some crazy, massive, you know, uptick and all of a sudden the offense was out there balling and and all that stuff. But I think you did notice um, Deontay Johnson's presence to the offense, the trickle down effect that that had to the second and third string as well, too, with an already, you know, a, a wide receiver position that was thin without without Deontay and Chase Claypool. The defense won seven shots again, Arthur Motes. But it was four to three. It was close. And each Steelers quarterback, this should be encouraging to you too, because we've talked about how, 
the three of them, it's not that they've been terrible or bad or anything, but they haven't been crazy impressive either. They've each had their moments. Mason Rudolph in the first week I thought was clearly the best. Kenny Pickett had some good practices this past week. Mitch Trubisky has had some highs and lows. He's made some really nice throws out there, certainly. And uh, as Nick Farabaugh mentioned in the first hour of the show, uh, he's You know, really every sh- time you say Nick Farabaugh in my mind, you know who I think of, right? Who? Paul Farabaugh. Paul Feinbaum? Feinbaum, Yeah. In my Nick mind. Fairball, Paul Fireball. Pow! Every time you said, I'm like. They can't play with the SEC, Paul! Every, every time you said, I think of him, and I'm just like, yo, they're not the same people. They're not of any relation. The name isn't the same. And they're it's about, very close, but it's not the they're same. They're about 50 years apart in age. No, don't you do that to Nick. They're both six. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more. Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Nick Nick has much better hair than Paul Feinbaum as well. 100%. Pow! Big Ten don't want it with the SEC, pow! And I can just see him right now when he's talking about Nick Saban. I'm just like, nope, 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 no, Arthur. No, that is not who we're talking about. Stop it. Stop it. Gotta love gotta love Paul Feinbaum. The mouth, the mouth of the South. He's so serious all the time. So I'm like, come on, Paul. You gotta chill out, he's B. He's the best. You gotta chill out. He's the best. I tell you what. Pow! Uh, Big Ten, they don't want to come down to the SEC, play Mm -mm. up down there, pop. Uh, Four to three, uh, defense winning seven shots again, but here's the good news. Trubisky threw a touchdown pass. Rudolph threw a touchdown pass. Pickett threw a touchdown pass. Mm -hmm. So, like I said, Deontay Johnson's back out there. That helps the first team, and in turn, that helps the second and third team. More plays to be had out there. It was Pickens who caught the touchdown pass from Trubisky, uh, Sternberger from Rudolph, and uh, Cheddar Bob, Cody White. Was the one who uh, who caught Bro, the ball? Did you call him Cheddar Bob? That's what Chase Claypool calls him, right? I don't know. I didn't yeah. know that for real. Yeah, Yo, on TikTok they when they make their wild, TikToks, that's bro. what he calls them. They are wow. <laughs> what? Cheddar Bob. Yo, y'all gotta stop. Come on, you. I thought, I thought you were. I thought I you were. I love it, but I just wasn't ready. I wasn't ready for this. This is new information. I thought you to me. were hip to the nickname. I thought that you were just dropped. I'm like, bro, what? Why should we just call this man Cheddar Bob, bro? What? Catching a stray. <laughs> No, that's what Chase Claypool calls him on TikTok. And Chase fell for that too, man. I don't care what nobody. Y'all gonna leave me alone. I'm old enough. I watched Eight Mile Dig It. I you don't want to be no Cheddar Bob. Don't be Cheddar Bob. Cheddar Bob, nah. Cheddar Bob was loyal though. I'm with you. I'm with you. But man, y'all are out of pocket. <laughs> y'all are wild. <laughs> Call that man Cheddar Bob. Chase, we got to talk, Chase. <laughs> I, I did forget too. You've been on your social media yeah, hiatus. So I had, so. No clue, had no clue. No clue. No clue. So this you is probably right haven't now. seen either. Did you see the prank video from Friday night from no, last night? Absolutely not. Uh-uh. So last night, and I don't know if I'd be interested to know if, if if you guys did anything like this during your your right. four years in the black and gold. Uh, Cam Hayward and T.J. Watt had a prank planned. Now it was still funny. The videos are still great. They were mm-hmm. still having a great time with it. 
it would have been better if it wasn't raining out because mm. their prank was they ambushed the team getting off the buses, particularly the younger guys getting off the buses with uh, with water balloons mm. when they got back from yeah. Friday Night Lights. So, but you said it was raining, so it kind of defeats. So it kind of defeats yeah. the purpose, but it's still funny because you've got all these rookies, right, and all these guys who are piling off the buses and they're trying to stay on the bus, and TJ screaming, "Get off the buses! Get off this!" He's just <laughs> as he's whirling water balloons at these guys, and Cam Hayward screaming, "Get off the buses!" As they're, as they're chucking balloons. Like they're uh, like they're David Bednar out there on the mound. No, no, for a fact. Did you guys have any fun pranks like no, that? No, we, we definitely did. Um, ours was, <laughs> and shout out to D'Angelo. He was the one who came up with this idea. But um, he we always said this thing about our special teams guys, right? Our kickers, in particular, Boz. We'd always had to let him know he ain't nothing. We don't care about him. He doesn't <laughs> matter except when we need him to kick a field goal. And if it's not over fifty yards, we're not even high fiving him. That was a thing back then. So D'Angelo come with the idea of we're gonna start filling their rooms to the top with balloons individually balloons so just think about okay a dorm like big room, balloons or but, smaller no, no, balloons. No, like like regular party like a think okay. of kids birthday like a, party like, yeah like the ones that yeah, hang on the back absolutely. of chairs and, yep. but no string and we're gonna fill your room to the brim with those type of balloons blowing up and everything like that so d'angelo calls up the people gets it delivered it's like a couple hundred balloons individual balloons in each per each of their rooms and just seeing them open a the door and then having to like Go through and get all these things popped individually, clean them all out individually. Like that was for us, like how we would do some of our prank sure, stuff like that. Sure. But it was always funny, man. You see these dudes open the door, you just hear them. You don't see them initially, you just hear them, and you're like, "Oh yeah, got him, got him. Mm. Oh, got him." And then obviously the small stuff of, you know, any time you got any type of college rivalries, sure, you're sure. always gonna have stuff like that going on. So yeah, that Absolutely. was the other part of it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, I love it. And but now you gotta got have fun with it, man. They got some good college rivalries on that team. Oh, of on course. Uh, of I course. tell you what, a lot of there's some good Big Ten rivalries there yeah. too. I mean, you got Fryermuth, you got Cam, you mm -hmm. got TJ, mm -hmm. and Derek and Isaiah Loudermilk. Yeah. Think about like it's a lot of that Big Ten out there. There's a lot of that Big Ten. They like they like those Midwest boys. I tell you. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. No, that that was great stuff. Make sure you're checking out that video if you're uh, if you're somebody who's looking for something to do today. Uh, we got tweets from CR, from Steeler Rocker, from Chris. Um, you know, bummed out. You guys were hoping to come out, and, and we were too. You know, mostly that we joke here a lot. No, nah, but we wanted on to the be show, but we guys, man. we did like we were we were looking forward to today. You know, it would have been a, it's a Saturday, which right, is always fun. My whole, my whole family was going to come out. Most was you know most yeah. was going to bring the whole family. We had heard from a lot of you guys in the build up that you know you're going to be there for Friday Night Lights. You're going to be there for Saturday. Rod Dallas, Cr, Steeler Rocker, Chris. A lot of you guys who had said you know you were going to come by and say hello. We we do. Uh, you know, regret not being able to see you guys today. I know everyone's got schedules. Believe me, I'm right there with you, especially now with a, a nine-month-old at home. Like, every day, every hour is planned out to the minute. Um, but if you're able to make it out over the next, oh, what is it now? It'll be next Thursday. So, what, like 11, 11, 12 days till camp is over. Next Thursday, August 18th is the last day of camp. See, once again. I was like, what day is what? what Thursday, day when is that? The 18th, when is that? Arthur Motes is on summer vacation. Yeah. Though. You can tell the kids I ain't in school. Mm -mm. Training camp's going on. It's just, is it practice or is it no practice? Yeah, uh, August 18th, that Thursday, the last day that the Steelers will be out in Latrobe. So if you can make it work, still plenty of time to to come out and say hello. Um, but, yeah, we, uh, we feel you guys. Uh, but hopefully – Listening to SNR will sting some of the pain of, of either not being able to get out to Friday Night Lights last night or for those of you who were planning on visiting the campus of lovely St. Vincent College 
on uh, on on this Saturday. Uh, final segment to go when we come back on the other side. You guys know what that means. We'll get to your reaction to your tweets. We've got a few to get to already. Uh, if you got questions, comments, concerns, reactions for us, you just got me to tweet now because Mozi is still a little social media break. All right. He'll be back by the end of the month, but a little break. Uh, so if you want to get involved with the show here in the final segment at Wesley Euler is where you do so. We'll get to your tweets to wrap up the program before we hand things off to Dale Lolly and Matt Williamson. You're listening to the Steelers Blitz on SNR. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Final segment here of the Blitz on a Saturday, hopefully getting uh, all yins out there in Steeler Nation uh, through the disappointment of no Friday Night Lights, no practice today as well, too, and, and trust the players are just as bummed as you guys are. I feel like it always rains when I'm supposed to be out there, man. It's the truth. That is, that's the truth, whenever, without a doubt. Whenever I'm supposed to be out there, man, the weather gets bad, bro. Yeah. It's, uh, well, I guess we should just do the stu- show from the studio from now on. I, 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 guess oh, I see what you're doing here, you huh? Know what, man. You're right around the corner from the new studios. If, 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 you if probably got a shaman if, listen, making it rain every time you're I, out of the trope, huh? If I have to make the sacrifice of never going back out to lay trope, so that way... We can practice. The sacrifice you're willing to make. And the fans can be there to see it. If that's the sacrifice I have to make, Wes, you know what? Tony Stark, he he risked it all for the world. He did. So if You're that, willing to do the so, same. So if I have to not show up for training camp so that way the Steelers can be successful and practice on schedule and the fans can be there, Wes, I guess I will do that. All right, so I'm not going back out there. I will make sure that no more practices are rescheduled on my account. That's the least it's, I can do. It's the least you can do. Like, it, it's really going to hurt. I'm going to be sad, but it's the least I can do. <laughs> you funny, man. <laughs> what? I'm, I'm making it. I'm doing it for the team. You are doing it for the team. I'm a team player. You are a team player. It's I the least tell I you can what. Do. Yeah, I forgot. Thrash, another one tweeting us yeah, about how that. he was he was planning on being a practice today. I know. It's a bummer. It's a bummer. Lieutenant Dan's legs, your favorite mm. tweeter. He tweeted us the 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 uh the, the gif of Lieutenant Dan yelling at God. Yeah. You call this a storm? Oh yeah. That's that was an one. epic that's scene a, too, bro. That's a good one from Lieutenant Dan today. Uh Gregory tweets us. I haven't heard what from up, Gregory though? in a while. What Heck up, cousin? Yeah. Wants to know four years of the show together to this point, fifth season incoming. What's the most ridiculous argument you guys have had to this point? Dak Prescott I, yep, Carson Wentz. Hundred percent, bro. That was the only time like we've gotten to like that level. Yep, and like, Mutz was right. Mutz was right. Think, and we would say people was nervous. They thought we were Jacob, about to go to blows. Jacob was yeah, in, Jacob Jacob was in the room with us, and I think Jacob was a little a little yeah. nervous. We they, had a bunch of people tweet us like, "Are you guys okay? Are y'all good? Yeah, yeah." <laughs> that's why the only time we've ever gotten to that point. But yeah, that was not, yeah. That's that will always stand out. <laughs> and it is funny too because we agree on like ninety seven percent of yes. this stuff. Like. We're always in the same ballpark. But the three percent that we disagree oh, on—it is like World War Three. <laughs> we we don't have just civil disagreements. We don't get to the oh man, well yeah, you know those guys got a well, great relationship. See, They're probably I not going to argue at saying. all. It's like no, it, it gets full on gloves off. Like yo, this is how I feel. <laughs> <laughs> you are crazy. No, you're crazy. <laughs> No, you're wrong. No, you're wrong. No, you're an idiot. Oh, no, my idiot. gosh. Yo, that yeah, was that, one of those shows, bro. That, that was, was one of those shows. That was one of those shows, too. Yeah. It's, it's certainly one. I think we even had, because that was in the precedented times. Yes, yes. That was pre-COVID. So that was in our mm-hmm. old building when the, when it was still, I mean, everyone from that, DVE that was, and, and the when Carson X and Wentz was still was a debate. It was, it was legit debate for some people. 
Like I yeah. think you know, like in our old studios, Mark Madden was like two doors down from us. Oh, he probably he definitely I think hear he us. was he was he even worried like, yeah. all right, what's going on? I think yeah. he, he was like, I'm gonna walk in that room and Moats is gonna have West yeah. by the scruff of the neck we like, he's like Darth Vader. We were there. We were like, <laughs> think about back in that studio, the mics didn't even move. We had to sit down, mics, man. We standing up with the things like, yeah, it don't even matter. <laughs> There was a couple times during our four years yeah. there that, like, we'd go to break and, and Madden would poke his head in and be like, y'all good? What y'all doing over there, man? And coming from him, because, yeah. you know, he gets fired up, too. Very yeah, true. You know, <laughs> that takes a lot. Yeah, well, yeah, what are y'all doing? Y'all all right in there? Like, yeah, you man. Okay. Just, like, Wes, you better back down. Right? This isn't going to go well for you if it, yeah. if it escalates. <laughs> just, just having a little talk. That's it. A little talky talk. Me tweets us. Who? Me. What up, Doe? Says, happy Saturday, gents. Oh, likewise, my friend. If you're if you're a loyal listener, you know me is always tweeting a three-pack of questions. Yeah, not me, but me. But me, with but an me. exclamation point. Yeah. Number one, is it time to hit the panic button on the quarterback situation? No. Um, not the panic button. Let's see what we look like uh, Saturday. I think that's the real test. When you get to that first preseason game, when you get that lack of familiarity, when you get the uh, expectations, the new sense of anxiety that you're going to feel when it's legitimately a evaluation in front of millions. You know, I think that's when we can really start to see what type of movement we're getting, what type of guys got that legit dog in them and which guys are just practice players or controlled climate players. Mm -hmm. You know, that's what I want to see who can go out there and do it when the lights are on, when it really matters. And I think once we see that, then we can start to get a better idea of if we should feel optimistic, if we should feel a little bit nervous, if we should say, you know what, maybe we need to dial back our expectations or maybe we should turn them up a little bit higher. I think we'll have a better understanding of that then versus just consecutive practices against the same players. Because at this level, if I practice against you for a week, I'm going to have a lot of information on you. You so, start thinking about, I know how to beat this guy and win absolutely. this rep as opposed so, to just... To the actual, let yeah. me execute. Let me and, execute. Because it's, it's a difference. Like It was times where if you're practicing against a guy in OTAs, then you see him in minicamp. Now it's training camp. You're like, all right, I know when I play against this particular tackle in practice, he likes to uh, jump set, which means he comes out of his stance and instead of going backwards, he's going to attack me or step laterally to try to initiate the contact, to initiate the fight. Well, versus a normal player that I'm not as familiar with, I'm still going to be thinking, all right, I got to make sure I have my proper width. I want to make sure that I'm able to set the edge regardless of how this guy is going to set and make sure that I'm still able to get a rush off as well. I would have to play it a certain way, but if I know who this guy is and I know he's going to jump set me, oh, that goes out the window. I'm going to jab step, I'm going to go inside, and I'm going to get vertical. But I'm predetermining that I'm not doing it organically. I'm right. not, you know, treating it as if I would. So in a sense, you don't create bad habits, but you cheat practice in a sense. Because I'm not taking this rep to the full extent that I would have to going through my mental process. I'm just doing enough to win this particular rep here. And at times, in and this is why I say it's hard to beat out vets because vets know this. They know mm -hmm. how to do this. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, we know the pros and cons to it as I'm breaking them down right now. Yeah, you're going to win that rep, and the coach is going to give you a plus. They're going to talk about it. It's going to be a good play. But you also know you're cheating yourself in a sense because of, all right, if this is a real game right here, I'm not what I, get away I, with I can't just do this right now. Yeah. You're winning the battle but maybe losing the war. Correct. Yeah. yeah, and those are some of the balances that you would have to work through. So that's why I'm just like, man, you want to get this in stadium. You want to, at least in the preseason, it's not regular season, so it still doesn't count 100%, but the stakes are higher the competition is better. 
And the reason I say it's better is because there isn't that governor on your effort. In practice, regardless of pads or no pads, there's always a governor on what you're going to do out there. No matter if you're in position, no matter if you should, if you got a personal grievance, you're not going to go to that level in practice. Like I said, <laughs> that familiarity goes out the window when you go into there and that guy has a different color jersey on. Yeah. And that's the part oh, that yeah. you want to see. Okay, how do you handle that mentally? Are you so juiced up that you're seeing red the whole time and you can't think? Or is your ticker not moving and I'm over here like, bro, are you scared? Do I need to get a dog? Like, what's up? <laughs> you know what I mean? So, like, those are some of the things that you get to see. But I definitely would say wait until Saturday in game to start, you know, talking about if we feel a little bit more inspired about this competition or should we be a little bit more worried. And that's any of the positions across the yeah, board right now. certainly. Certainly. Yeah, I don't think it's time to hit the panic button anywhere. Um, if you've got some concerns with certain things, I think that's fair. But I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't get to to being worried or panicked just yet. Number two from me, uh, me is a fan of Miles Boykin. You see any any uh, potential situation where he supplants somebody as the potential third or fourth wide receiver? There's always a scenario for that, but for him, he's going to have to improve or not improve, but just early on in this process, make some plays. Make some plays. The the way you move up especially when you're talking about the guys that he would have to be beating out. These are higher-end draft picks. These are guys that obviously the team has spent a little bit more on and have a little bit more invested in. You can't beat them with body punches. You can't beat them just, oh, I'm just going to jab all night, man. man. I'm going to come up here. Every single day I'm just going to make the plays I'm supposed to make. That's cool, but that's not going to get you moving up over those guys because they got more <laughs> right. stock invested in them. Right. That's like Robert Splane. You could play well in training camp, but you're not going to beat out uh, you're not going to beat out Devin Bush's getting tackles. You're going to have to get splash plays, interceptions, forced fumbles, tackles for loss. It's a difference. So for Miles Boykins, you're not going to beat out guys like George Pickens, Calvin Austin, Chase Claypool, and Deontay Johnson by just making your routine. Oh, he made a little sideline catch. Oh, he made his routine uh, 10 yard in, five yard stop. No, you're going to have to do something that is a defining characteristic, whether that be combat catches and doing them in a manner where we're opening our eyes. Are you a red zone guy? You know, are you able to score touchdowns every time we get in the red zone? You see George Pickens, right? Every time we're in the red zone now, who are they throwing it to? George. You're seeing about him every single day now in seven shot, right? Mm -hmm. Who's the first guy they target? George. Mm -hmm. So they're already starting to see, okay, this is a defining characteristic. We know he can be a jump ball guy, but now he's becoming a red zone guy. Miles Boykin. That's where if you're talking about him beating out one of those four guys, all right, are you a deep ball guy? Are you a jump ball guy? Are you a red zone guy? You got to be one of those three. You're not going to just get it because you're a good blocker. You're not going to just get it because you're a good uh, shorthanded receiver because those other guys are showing they have defining characteristics. Deontay Johnson, he'll beat the heck out of press man, and when he's got the ball in the hand, he could be electric. <laughs> Chase Claypool, big speed, right? Big, big speed. Calvin Austin, lightning. George Pickens, looking like the combo, looking like he has that potential to be a, a wide receiver one. So it's like, man, all of those guys that I just named have something defined about them that they do, that they bring to the table. Miles, it's your turn. If you're going to beat him out, and not saying that he has to, but that's how you do it because those guys have already been showing this. Now, I think Miles still has a great chance to make this roster because of what he brings to the special teams part as well, but that's what you have to take into account when you're talking about some of these Wide receiver three or Absolutely. four. Absolutely. Yeah. Third question from me. Are M&M cookies underrated? A hundred percent. So um, just full transparency, chocolate chip cookies are my favorite. My second are the M&M chocolate chips. Like – 
I it's been times where if I'm on the road, I'm looking for the M and M chocolate chips. Mm-hmm. Like I need the M and Ms with that chocolate chip. Like I don't know why. I just love. It's like peanut butter and jelly. Yeah, I love the M and Ms with my chocolate chip cookies. Like mixed all in it together, it's perfect. I love the M and M cookie ice cream sandwiches. Oh yes, the I two M and M cookies uh-huh. with the with vanilla the M&M ice. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. My wife buys those from time to time. Mm-hmm. They're so good. Oh yeah. Yeah, oh, M&M yeah. cookies are definitely underrated. Mm-hmm. They don't get the love that they deserve. Bonus question for me today. What do you got? What's on the table? Rank the following three. Goodfellas, Casino, The Departed. Oh. Goodfellas, one. I go Goodfellas, Casino, and then Departed. And I love all three. I could make all three. Yeah, they're all one, great movies. But it's just, for me, I lean Goodfellas because I had all of the P.I.s that I wanted, like in terms of uh, Pesci, De Niro, mm-hmm. Leota, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? You got all the group. Goodfellas is it's Good tough fe- to beat. Storyline like across the board, the yeah. lines, like everything that's in there was like perfect. Casino, it's like the Godfather, like yes. it's in its own yes. category. Casino, I look at as, even though I know they're not the same movie, Casino to me is kind of like a chiller version of Goodfellas. I Goodfellas. agree. It's I agree. like, yeah. all right, you're not, you're not Coke, you're Pepsi. <laughs> Still dope, but it's Pepsi. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then when I think of... Um, the Departed. I'm like, yo, I love this movie, but it's kind of like your Mountain Dew. So it's like, yo, you're exotic oh. in your own way, but because it's, it's the new generation it's of actors, newer. right? It's Leo yeah. and it's Wahlberg yeah. and, and it's, it's, and it's Damon, still, and, and that still was uh, Scorsese that did that. Scorsese one. did it, yeah. Jack's in it. You know what I'm saying? But it's just like Jack. But think about it, it just feels different because the modern and things like that, in contrast to like Goodfellas and Casino, where it's like that old school mob, like, mm-hmm. you feel that Departed is definitely, like, the newer mm-hmm. age of it. So depending on, you know, just how you view the new age of mob life like versus... Baldwin's in the de- yeah. Everyone's in the Departed. Yeah, it was it was a dope movie, though. It was a good dope movie. movie. I think I would go Departed too. Yeah. And maybe it's because I, I, I understand the way you're laying it out, mm-hmm. but to me, like you said, Casino kind of feels like... Yeah. And I don't mean this in a... But it feels mm-hmm. like, you know, the, the Walmart version of Goodfellas. Yeah. Like, it's a, it's a great movie. It is. I like The Departed because it is more new age. You know, it came out when I was in high school. Yeah, see, watched it 37 it nights in a row. Version. I look at it like this. I say like... Yeah, that's a little too harsh. Well, All right. I, no, think of it like this. So if um, Goodfellas is the Versace of movies, right? Because think about Versace, right? It's that name. It's iconic. The brand mm-hmm. is one of the forefathers of mm-hmm. fashion, right? Like Gucci, Louis, and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So it's in that class. I look at Casino like a Balenciaga, where it's like, okay. it was more of like the newer and it's hipper, but it's still classic. It still has that iconic vibe to sure, it. Sure, sure. But it's not as new as like when you hear these guys talking about Ameri's or like Balmain and like the new, new stuff. You know what I mean? So like I would kind of break it down the like departed, that. Is the departed Lulu? <laughs> no, well, no, no, because Lulu, think about it, Lulu is still dope, but Lulu doesn't have the same level of significance yeah, as some yeah, of those. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like, sure. that's like all. Oh, Three are elite. Oh, I That's see. my thing. Like I don't, I, I don't. You. Yeah, I'm not knocking any of them in that sense. All right, last one here before we have to go. This is a good one from Chris. We haven't, we haven't done this taking goofy tweets for a while, but it's a Saturday. We're not on campus. Oh, it says a Saturday show, man. Uh, what is something you guys do regularly today that you think people will look back on 50 years from now and wonder why did humans ever do that? <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Probably gonna I, be talking through like uh, a headphone, like probably like, putting headphones on. To have, oh, like, kind of, like, cause I use the AirPods, right? Sure. When I talk, sure, sure. And I think about how like we used to look at like when Bluetooth first came out, and it was like, whoa, 
it was like cool. Then it was like, yo, why you still got that in your ear? Where now it's like with the headphones, like, all right, I see it. Eventually, I'm sure it's gonna be something where you don't even see anything in the ear. It's like, yo, why you got that old thing in your ear still hanging out, bro? We don't do that anymore. I'm thinking something like that. You know, that was the first one that came to mind for me. What's that? Grocery shopping. Well, actually, like going to the store. Yeah, like 50 yeah. years from now, you're just gonna be able, you're gonna hit a couple buttons on your phone or like yeah. in your mind wherever the chip is implanted, right. and you know, two hours later, the groceries mm-hmm. will be at your front door. Why did everybody used to go grocery shopping? Yeah, like stuff like that, we're driving like cars with gas in them. Yeah, you got a car. That's with a good gas? one. That's a real Ew. good one. Why would you do such a thing? Man, why would you spend that money yeah. and all that oil and? Oh, who who are you? You know another one that came to mind too. What's that? Uh, cutting the grass, cutting the lawn. Oh, uh, you don't think they're going? <sighs> There's gonna be like an iRobot style. Like you'll just press right. a button and there'll be something that'll go out there and cut your lawn yeah, for you. Yeah, you're probably right on that. <laughs> This is like a Roomba style lawn mower. Always be technology that's getting created. <laughs> 50 years, yeah. that's man. Just fifty years, man. That's how I was a long like, time. It's not like five years. Yeah. That's, that's a I was long like 50, time. Fifty. Nobody's driving cars with gas. Nope. Nobody's probably even driving the cars. They're probably all yeah, like hopefully automated. We got, hopefully, we got chitty chitty bang bang by that point, and we're just hovering above the ground. So it's, it's minority report again. All right, now we're talking. Hey. <laughs> Hope Mr. everybody. Anderson. Hope everybody enjoyed the show today. Hope we were able to uh, to put a smile on your face. Uh, in lack you want a of smile on my face. Did, did I tell you about them scars? You want to know about these smiles? That's you want to know. Put a smile on that face, easy, Kelly. Jeez. <laughs> Thanks to Zach for producing it all for us back here at the ranch. And as always, a uh, big shout out to everybody who tweeted and listened to the show, and to the best co-host in the business, Arthur Motes. Book, book. Who me? Dale and Matt up next. We got the day off tomorrow, and then we'll be back on campus Monday. So you know where to find us when we start the new week. It's high noon on your twenty four seven home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> I love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.